greater glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Greater glory is over this sanctuary. Amen. Amen. The same glory that Joshua didn't want to depart. Hope you can get the weight of that glory. He didn't want to depart from the presence of the Lord because of the greater glory, the Shekinah glory that was upon. Amen. Hallelujah. Say greater glory. Say anointing teach me. Say anointing teach me. Hallelujah. He is here to teach you something. Amen. It's God's desire. It's his desire that you will be rooted deep. Amen. Amen. It is his heart's desire that each one of you and me deeply rooted. Amen. Amen. So that you can derive from the depth of the Lord. Amen. That's a secret. If you are deeply rooted in God's word, if you are deeply rooted in the sanctuary or in the church of God, you will derive the deep things of the Lord. Amen. Deeper you go, the deeper you will get it. You'll derive it. You will dig it. Amen. Hallelujah. This is not pre-planned, premeditated. The Lord is telling to you closely, uh, very intimately, personally, um, deeply, be deeply rooted in God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. As I stand here, I see a file, uh, like a, something like a garment file with a, a brown cardboard at the back and a red flap on both the sides. And um, somebody here is uh, looking at that file, uh, but then I was thinking that it is impossible. Uh, something related to land or uh, government, some, something like that. But the Lord is telling you, as you listen to God's word, he is going to open that file. Receive this word. He is going to open that file. And the impossible will be made possible. Amen. Because he is God. Because he is God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I see paper getting turned. Hallelujah. I see paper getting turned. And uh, like how the king had a restless night. King Xerxes had restless night. He couldn't sleep on the night because he was turning the pages. Like that, in the spiritual realm, the pages are turning, focusing your name. Hallelujah. The spirit is searching your name in the fire. Hallelujah. The time of favor has come. The appointed time has come. Oh, nothing can take you out, snatch you out from the hands of God. You are safe and secure in the hands of God. Hallelujah. You are hidden in Christ with God. Oh, Rashandeka. Oh, hallelujah. That's, that's a double assurance. Oh, church, that is the double assurance. You are hidden with Christ in God. That is a double assurance. That is your safety. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 22. And he, that is Jesus, and he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Can we all read it together once again? Yes, church? Can you raise your voice and read? Amen. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. 
he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as it was his custom, as it was Jesus' custom, it was his practice. It was his routine. What? What was his routine? What was his practice? He entered the synagogue, synagogue on the Sabbath. Entering the synagogue on the Sabbath was the custom of Jesus. Amen. The assembling of the brethren, the gathering of the brethren was his custom. Amen. It is established by Jesus. Hallelujah. And he stood up to read and the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Heaven had already ordained for the one who is walking in the spirit when to read what to read. Hallelujah. Perfect timing, perfect word. Say with me, perfect timing, perfect word. This is Jesus. It has to be perfect. Perfect timing, perfect word. The word that is coming to you is so timely. Amen. Today, the opening we heard from Pastor Deepthi. The word that is coming to you is so timely. Because the word is from the Lord. He gives us our daily bread. He will not give you stale bread. He'll give you the fresh bread. Baked from heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. So the word that is coming to you is very timely. And if you receive the word, you do not have to struggle in life. You, the word of God is your breakthrough. You don't say, I will not struggle. Say, I will not struggle. Because God's word is coming. Amen. Receiving the timely word gives you a great advantage in life. Receiving the timely word from heaven will give you great advantage in life. Amen. And you know what, what will happen? You will go from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from progress to progress. Because it is God's word. Amen. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. Say, found the place. Hallelujah. He opened the book and he searched. He flipped through the pages and he found. Amen. Uh, while I saw that vision of turning the pages, this was not in my head. I know it is timely. God is Jesus is, good, is flipping. The heaven is flipping some pages. With your name on it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And it is released. Amen. Here we can see Jesus flipped the pages and found the place where it was written. Jesus found the place where it was written. A timely writing. A prophetic word. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants you to find scriptures according to the moment. God's word is in your hand. He is such a gracious God. He has given his breath in your hand. So that at the moment, the need of the moment, you can flip the pages and take what belongs to you. You derive what, is belong, what belongs to you. Hallelujah. The word in season. Amen. And he is able to give you a word in season every time you would care to pay attention to it. He will not fail. He's a faithful God. Amen. His faithfulness is revealed in his word. Amen. He will release his word on time so that you will not go hungry. So that your faces will not, get, will not be ashamed. Hallelujah. Amen. And let's see what Jesus read. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him to hear from him, to know what he had to say. And he began to say to them, today... This scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Glory. Hallelujah. Today these scriptures came true in front of you. That's what he said. Amen. Jesus made very plain to them that 
the spirit of the lord is upon him and he is the anointed one he is the messiah the anointed one he was making the big claim and revealing himself as god to them hallelujah he was so he was just sharing his heart the purpose that by he came hallelujah and he is telling that i am god i am god jesus is telling i am god amen jesus was revealing his identity to the people that the people who are well versed who were well versed with the law he was telling them what prophet isaiah prophesied was about him and not about anyone else it is about jesus and in other words he was telling them do not wait for another messiah i am he hallelujah when jesus revealed himself who is who he is in the spiritual realm his own people could not agree with that they rejected him the chief cornerstone they were trying to identify him by his natural roots when we read the following word verses we can see and verse 22 says and always speaking well of him and wondering at the gracious words which were falling from his lips and they were saying is this not joseph's son what were they saying is this not joseph's son everyone everyone was impressed by his speech by the speech of jesus and they were all all were in awe and in wonder because the beautiful and the powerful and the wonderful words that came from the lips of jesus but they had their share of questions isn't he joseph's son who grew up here in nazareth the one we have known since he was just a kid it is easy for people to identify you based on your earthly lineage but to identify one according to the spirit is not that simple you need spiritual discernment amen so knowing their doubts jesus said to them verse 23 he said to them no doubt you will quote this proverb to me physician heal yourself whatever we heard was done at capernaum do here in your hometown as well what did jesus do jesus opened the book of isaiah and he read out the scripture and here jesus declared that he is the one who was talked about in isaiah in that scripture knowing the natural roots of jesus very well the people could not believe it they could easily identify jesus as joseph's son but not as the anointed one Jesus was telling that something very simple he was trying to let them know that there is something more than the spiritual root more than the earthly lineage more than the custom more than the religion more than your parents amen and nothing to do and the anointing it has nothing to do with his earthly origin Jesus is trying to say that nothing of this earth has anything to do with the supernatural. Amen. Nothing of this world has anything to do with the supernatural. If you are struggling about if you are struggling about your nature, about your upbringing, about your parents or about your past, today Jesus is telling you it has nothing to do with the spiritual. Amen. Today today hear his voice. do not harden your heart right now hear his voice give your lives to jesus and the supernatural will dictate your natural amen, amen. the supernatural takes the lead amen. the supernatural takes the lead and the natural obeys it amen. it's always been like that it is all it will always be like that amen the supernatural will take the lead and the natural obeys it hallelujah Here Jesus is making it very plain that the anointing in him made him a healer. The anointing in him made him a miracle worker, a deliverer. That is the anointing. Say the word anointing. How many of you love that word anointing? You love that word anointing? Say I love that word anointing. Hallelujah. 
So prophet Isaiah was prophesying about the Messiah, which means the anointed one. So the Lord God anointed Jesus to do great and mighty things. And I want to tell you something. Pay close attention. Without the anointing, Jesus could not do what he did. Yes, Jesus is the son of God. He came to this earth. We believe that. But without the anointing, Jesus could not do what he did. Without the anointing, Jesus could not do what he did. So soon after Jesus left Nazareth, he again did signs and wonders and miracles and healings and proved that he himself is the anointed one. He proved it. Hallelujah. Say the anointing. anointing. What did Jesus really say about the anointing? When he read from that scripture Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me. So let's start from the, from the roots. What do you mean by anointing? What do you mean by the anointing? I know you, you all know it, but I want you to walk about it. What do you mean by anointing? What to anoint? Power and the Holy Spirit. Okay. So when we read the dictionary, the, the dictionary meaning for anointing is to rub on or to smear on, to pour on or to saturate. I, I said four words, to rub on, to smear on, to pour on, or to saturate. Amen? It's up to you how you want to be. Right. Hallelujah. It's up to you. And tell you up to you. Right. Hallelujah. You want to rub on with the anointing or to smear on or to pour on or to saturate. Amen. To saturate. Amen. Amen. I want to be there. Hallelujah. So the Hebrew word for anointing is moshak. Can you say with me, Moshak? Moshak. To, that means to make someone holy. Say, make someone holy. In a religious ceremony, by putting holy water or oil on them. Or to make consecrated or made sacred, dedicated to God. Oof. These are the words I found in normal English dictionary. The word meaning of anointing. Hallelujah. So the spirit of the Lord, uh, God is upon me. The Lord has anointed me, Jesus said. So uh, when I asked you, you said, what is the anointing? The spirit of the Lord is the anointing. Amen. There is no other anointing. There is no other anointing. The one and only anointing is of the Holy Spirit. When one person surrenders his life to Jesus... He becomes anointed because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in that person. So how many anointed ones are here in this place? Amen. Hallelujah. See, so when you say, I am the anointed, your hand should go up. Amen. Hallelujah. Not this, let that. It should go up. You're declaring, I am the anointed one. When Jesus declared Amen. prophet Isaiah's word, he said, that word is proved true today. Amen. Because he had so much conviction that he was the anointed. He is the anointed one of the Lord. Let's read from 1 John 2.27. As for you, the anointing which you received from him abides in you. Hallelujah. The anointing that you receive from God abides in you. That means he is within you. And he anoints you from within. Say, the anointing anoints you from within. That is the contrast between the spiritual and the natural. Amen. Everything in the spiritual has to come from inside. It has to come from inside. Because the anointing is inside of you. That's why it's written, living waters will flow out from your belly. It has to come from inside. But in the physical, everything is from the outside. That's why there's that wall between the flesh and the spirit. Because the spirit is doing something from inside. Amen. And the physical is from the outside. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? Amen. So when we read the Old Testament, we can see that the pouring of the anointing 
anointing oil was reserved for some special people. Can you agree with me? For some people who, who held some key position in the spiritual realm. To be specific to the prophets, kings, priests, judges. The anointing was for them. The anointing was done, the pouring of the oil was done on those special people, the key people. The saints of the Old Testament were anointed and all of them had a specific encounter with the Lord. When we read the Old Testament, we can see every one of them had a special encounter with the Lord. And that anointing manifested in their ministry. Amen. And if we read the account of such anointed ones of God, we can see the after effects of the anointing. We heard, last year we heard, when the mantle of Elijah fell on Elisha, Elisha, he couldn't resist. Because that was the power of the anointing. Amen. Because every time they were anointed, they couldn't resist that power. That power was manifested in them and upon, upon them. Hallelujah. And they, that anoint, anointing changed everything about them. It changed their lifestyle, changed their pursuit, their dream. Everything about them changed. Again, when we go back to Elisha, what did he do? When that mantle of Elijah fell upon him, he, what did he sacrifice? The oxen. He threw away his plow. He took the wood from the plow and he burned it as a sacrifice. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what the power of the anointing. Amen. So every time in the Old Testament, we can see the anointing had an after effect. It had a special effect on that people. Changes of life. Amen. The anointing which was reserved for only to those people who are in key position in the Old Testament had a totally different dimension when we come to New Testament. The Old Testament, how the anointing work, anointing worked in the Old Testament, it had a completely different dimension when it came to the Old Testament. And it is no longer reserved for just a few. Hallelujah. Because of what Jesus Christ has done at the cross of Calvary. Amen. Hallelujah. When Jesus Christ, the anointed one came, his ministry revealed the whole realm of the anointing. The old prophets, the kings, the priests, they couldn't reveal the whole realm of the anointing. But when Jesus came, he revealed the whole realm of the anointing. What the anointing is really about. Who is he? That's to completely reveal in Jesus. Hallelujah. So when the Gentiles, you and I, who were excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, received the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the anointing made us, say the anointing made, the anointing made us a chosen race, a, whole, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Amen. What a contrast. What a contrast. In the Old Testament, anointing came upon key people, people who had some special roles. That was in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the anointing made us. The anointing made us. Amen. Key people. Priests and prophets and kings unto the Lord. Can you see the contrast? Hallelujah. Everyone has a role. Glory. Everyone has a position because of the anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. And because of that, we can say that I am a partaker of the divine nature. None of the old prophets or kings or priests could say that. But by the blood of Jesus, the blood-washed saints, because we are the righteousness of God, we can say boldly that I am a partaker of divine nature because the anointing that is in me. Hallelujah. If you are anointed, say Anointing. anointing. Say, I am anointed. anointed. Hallelujah. Do you want to know the power of the anointing? Yes. Hallelujah. Do you want to know the power of the anointing? Yes. 
There is the distinction between the anointed ones and ordinary people. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope I, I hope that you can get that word. There is a distinction between the anointed ones and the ordinary people. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 5. Do you remember Elisha? I don't know why Elisha has so much to minister to me. Do you remember Elisha? The one who caught hold, cattle and pinoid, the double portion from Elijah and became the successor of Elijah. Amen. So, um, 2 Kings chapter 5 here, we can see the story of Naaman. Naaman or Naaman, but I love to pronounce it as Naaman. So, Naaman was a general of the assembly under the king of Aram. He was important to his master who held him in the highest esteem because it was through Naaman, God gave Aram victory. So, Aram was, so Naaman was highly esteemed in the eyes of king of Aram. He was a truly great man, but afflicted with a grievous skin disease called leprosy. It so happened that Aram, one of his raiding expeditions against Israel, captured a young girl. See, a young girl who became a maid to Naaman's wife. One day, the slave girl said to her, her, her mistress, that is Naaman's wife, if only my master could meet the prophet of Samaria, he would be healed of his skin disease. So the slave girl told to her mistress, that is Naaman's wife, if only Naaman could go and meet the prophet of Samaria, he would be completely restored back to his perfect skin. So Naaman told the king of Aram what the young girl from Israel had said. And king told Naaman to go and visit the prophet. Say prophet. And he sent a letter of introduction to the king of Israel. So here king Aram, he had written a letter, a letter of introduction and gave it to Naaman and told, you give this letter to the king and he will do the needful. So Naaman is already. He started out carrying as gifts 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. And he came to king of Israel. The letter to the king of Israel said, so he had, he had given the letter to the king, and the letter said like this, with this letter I present my servant Naaman, and I want you to heal him of his leprosy. Verse 7, when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I God? Am I God that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he is just trying to pick a fight with me. The king of Israel was so worried. He was so afraid when he received this letter from king of Aram. Because he thought that Aram, the king of Aram is trying to bring some conflict so that he can come and conquer Israel. So this man, who is the king of Israel? Say king of Israel. King of Israel, actually he is very afraid. He didn't know what to do. And this is what he's saying. Oh my God, that I can give life and take it away. The king of Israel understood that his royal position, his power, his authority, his wealth or his kingdom could not find a solution to this problem because it was beyond his ability. It was beyond his reach. And he confessed it. Only God can do it. Only God can do it. He understood that he is just a man. Even though he is a king of a nation, he is just a man, but only God can do it. Oh my God, oh my God. Can I tell you something, my dear church? That the kings and rulers and authorities of this world are troubled by the enormous, immense, massive cosmic problems. They will look each other for a solution. 
It is going to happen this year. You're going to see that. They will look at each other and they will search for a solution. And they will all come to a conclusion that only God can do this. Amen. Only a living, true God can do this. Can solve this. And they will ask each other, why are you coming to me for the solution? Am I God? So I see confusion, terror, fear, dread in the earthly kingdoms. I see that. I see confusions, terror, fear, dread in the earthly kingdoms. The question to you is, how will you respond to that question if you come across that situation? How will you respond to that question if you come across that situation? Do you know how to handle the situation? Do you know? Here, Elisha is showing us what to do. Verse 8, 2 Kings 5, chapter 5, verse 8. It happened when Elisha, the man of God. Say, when Elisha, the man of God. It happened when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent word to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Why? What is the reason for your weeping and your wailing? Why are you troubled, O king? You are the king of the, 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 the nation Israel. And why are you sad now? Why are you troubled? Why are you crying and weeping? Verse 8. Now. Say now. 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 Let him come to me. Glory. Let him come to me. And, I, and he shall know. What did he say? And let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a God in Israel. Did I read it correct? There is a God in prophet, God in Israel. No. Uh, he said, now let him come to me, that he shall know that there is Elisha in Israel. No. What is written there? Who has written this? The Holy Spirit has written this. He correctly, perfectly, he, gave, he placed that word. The actual word should be God, right? Right? He should come and know who our living God is. Amen? We'll come to that. Of course, that is the point. But here it is written, now let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Hallelujah. You know why it is written? To teach us that the anointing will equip your calling. The anointing is for your calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the anointing of the Lord, you will be established in your calling. Amen. Amen. That's why Jesus did whatever he did because of the anointing. The anointing will establish you in your calling. The anointing will reveal who you are in the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. It reveals your spiritual identity. Amen. Say the anointing. The anointing will attest you. Oh, receive this church. Receive this church. Amen. This is the key. Hallelujah. The, the heavens are giving, the heaven is giving you the key. Amen. The anointing will attest you. The anointing will attest you as an apostle. The anointing will attest you as a, pro, as a prophet. The anointing will attest you as a pastor. The anointing will attest you as an evangelist. The anointing will attest you as a Bible teacher. The anointing will attest you as a man of God, a woman of God. When, when you're working in the corporates, there will be a distinction. And that distinction is the anointing of God over you. And the anointing will separate you and show that he is the anointed man of God. He is the anointed woman of God. That is the power of the anointing. Amen. So the Holy Spirit kept that word by purpose, prophet. Because the anointing equips your calling. Amen. It will establish your calling. And hallelujah. People, what happened? The kingdom, Naaman from Aram came in search of? Came in search of? Who? Naaman from Aram came to? Came in search of? The prophet. He came in search of? Elisha. People want, will come in search of you, for you, because of the anointing. Amen. Because of the anointing, 
Naaman came to Elisha. So the people come and search for you because of the anointing. The anointing has a sweet aroma. Amen. That spreads. That expands. That goes beyond your limitations and boundaries. Glory. Hallelujah. So the news about Elisha, the man of God, spread to the neighboring country. We can read the same thing about Jesus. The reports of Jesus spread everywhere. People from all over thronged to Jesus because of the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, now let him come to me. And he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. And verse 9 says, So Naaman came with his horses and his chariots and stood at the doorway of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will be restored to you and you will be clean. Naaman was not really happy when when he heard Elisha's response. And he became angry and stalked away. But he did dip himself in the river Jordan seven times and his skin got restored back like the flesh of a little child. Amen. The anointing did the impossible. Amen. What was impossible for the king? What was impossible for the ruler and the authority? The anointing did it. Amen. That's the purpose of the anointing. Elisha did not even see Naaman. He sent his messenger. Amen. Elisha did not see Naaman, but he got restored by the power of the anointing. Hallelujah. By the power of the anointing. The impossible situation for the kings, it was impossible. But it it was made possible by God. Amen. The anointed one did it. And I want to encourage, the anointing will do the impossible, the wonders which only God can do. Amen. Where the people say, am I God? You will say, yes, come. Amen. I'm the anointed one of the Lord. See the salvation of the Lord. See the deliverance of the Lord. Because I am the anointed one of the Lord. Amen. So Elisha who told, now let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet of Israel. And he proved what he said. Amen. The anointing enabled him. The anointing established him as a prophet. Amen. Again, as a prophet. And he proved that he is or he was a man of God. Amen. The anointing will reveal your spiritual identity. Hallelujah. The anointing will attest who you are. The anointing will certify who you are. Amen. The anointing will vouch for you. The anointing will witness who you are in the spiritual realm. Amen. And the anointing always leads to God. The anointing always leads to God. Naaman came in search of a prophet. Prophet Elisha. But what he did led Naaman to a true and living God. Amen. Let's read from verse 15. So Naaman got healed and he returned to Elisha. When Naaman returned to the man of God with all his company and came and stood before him, he said, Behold, now I know there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Amen. That was Naaman's confession. Where did it start? It started with the anointing, with the prophet, but that led to God. Amen. The anointing always points people to the glory of God. The anointing always reveals who God is. The anointing will bend people's knees and make them worship the one true God. That is the working of anointing who is in you. It is not for your benefit. Naaman, Elisha did not receive any gift from Naaman, but this is his intention. This was his intention to reveal the glory of God. And to prove that he is the anointed one of God. To prove that nothing is impossible with God. That was the mandate on Elisha. Amen. And he proved himself that he is the prophet. He is the anointed one of God. That is the purpose of anointing over your life. Amen. To heal people. To set the captives free. To release the prisoners. Amen. That is the anointing over you. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Hikarama Shantaraka.
Last week we heard about Zerubbabel and Joshua. We learned that this is a time of latter glory. Amen. Today also we heard. I don't know how you received that word, but I received that word. And we heard again about shaking and shifting. Amen. By the Spirit of the Lord, I want to prophesy. When the shifting and shaking happens... Amen. When the shifting and the shaking happens, everything will be tilted towards, everything, everything will be tilted towards the one strong, powerful, radiant, brilliant, beautiful pillar. The strongest pillar ever. Hallelujah. That is the pillar of truth. The church of Jesus Christ. Church be ready. Because when the shifting and shaking happens, everything will be tilted towards you. Amen. So that the gold will flow to you. The silver will flow to you. And the latter glory of the church will be far more greater than the former glory. Amen. We're going to see that. Hallelujah. The anointing will people to you. The anointing over you will be the distinction. The anointing over this sanctuary will spread the fame of Revelation Church Cote. The anointing will bring in sons and daughters. Amen. From the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Amen. The anointing will make this house a powerhouse of God. The yoke of people who comes to this church will be broken by the anointing over this atmosphere. Amen. Because of the anointing, the yoke will be broken by the anointing that is upon this atmosphere. These days, the anointing will declare and decree that you are, the, you are appointed by God. The anointing will declare and decree that this house, Revelation Church Cotem, is appointed by God as a house of deliverance. As a house of healing. Hallelujah. Many will come and they will say that the, the living God, the one true living God, Jesus Christ, is reigning over this house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We receive that word. Hallelujah. We receive that word, Lord Father. As a church, we receive it. We receive the power of your word that is revealed now, that is released now. Hallelujah. We receive it. The anointing will bring people. The anointing will spread its fame. The anointing will set the captives free. The anointing will set the prisoners free. The anointing will change the people. Hallelujah. And there will be mighty harvest in this land of Kotayim. And we declare and decree and we establish it in the mighty name of Jesus. No power can stand against the anointing. Amen. Diseases will bow down. Cancers will disappear. Dead will come back to life when the anointing is at work. Amen. That's what when Jesus was in his ministry, doing his ministry... Nothing and no one could stand before him because he was the anointed one of the Lord. He was the Messiah. Amen. No grave can hold the anointing. No grave can hold the anointing. Amen. No grave can hold the anointing. Let's turn our attention to 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 21. Say, No grave. Say, No grave can hold the anointing. Here we can see Elisha died and they buried him. Now the bands of the Moabites would invade the land in the springs of the year. As they were burying a man, behold, they saw a marauding band and they cast the man into the grave of Elisha. And when the man touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. There is resurrection power. The anointing is the resurrection power. The power of the anointing. Amen. This is the power of the anointing. Elisha might have failed to understand the power and the glory of the anointing. Elisha, he might have failed to understand the entirety of the power of the anointing. But the anointing never failed Elisha. Glory. The anointing never failed Elisha. The anointing will never fail you. Hallelujah. The anointing will never fail you. I want to say that again. The anointing will never fail you. No death. No grave. 
No hell, no demon can detain the anointing. No power can stop the anointing. Amen. Let's read Acts chapter 2 verse 24. But God, the spirit, God is spirit. But God, that is the spirit of God, the anointing, raised Jesus up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. See the anointing, power of the anointing? It was impossible for him to be held in its power. Amen. The death, the day, the grave, it cannot hold the anointing. Amen. The anointing is of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. The anointing is the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Nothing can hide the anointing. Nothing can push aside the anointing. Nothing can hide the anointing. Nothing can bury the anointing. The anointing is the distinction. Amen. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is the distinction of your life. Amen. Jesus revealed the actual glory of the anointing throughout his ministry. Yeah. I was clueless from where to start when it came to Jesus and the anointing in him. Because so much to say. It's so vast. Right from the first miracle till the end of his ministry on this earth... It's so much, so vast to speak about the anointing. As I was meditating on that, God put one scripture into my heart. I want to share that with you. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. When Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being covered with the waves, but Jesus himself was asleep. I want to read from Amplified. And suddenly, behold, there arose a violent storm on the sea, so that the boat was being covered up by the waves, but he was sleeping. The adjectives given are great storm, violent storm, and the boat was being covered with the waves. That means water outside and water inside as well. Not at all a comfortable place. Not at all a cozy place to sleep, right? But Jesus himself was asleep. Jesus was having a great, peaceful, sound sleep. When? 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 Everything was contrary. When the place, was, place of rest was uncomfortable. When there was an uproar and great fear, what was Jesus doing? He was sleeping. And the disciples had to come to him and had to wake him up. He was fast asleep. He was not bothered about the wind and the waves. The, the disciples came to Jesus and he was just waking him up. Jesus, Master, Lord. And they came to him and woke him up saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. So they think about the situation there. Because the disciples understood that they were perishing because of the storm and the, the, the rough sea. I had one question. How could Jesus sleep in this fearful, dreadful, petrified, life-threatening situation? How could Jesus see? Sleep. Say the anointing. Say the anointing. The anointing will put you to sleep when things are contrary. The anointing will put you to sleep when things are contrary. While the world go berserk, insane and frenzied, the anointing will put you to sleep. And you will sleep like a baby when even things, when things will go rough and stormy. That is the work of the anointing. That's what, that's what Jesus did. The anointing put him to sleep. In despite of all this contrary situation, the disciples had to come and wake him up. Saying, Master, wake up. Can't you see your beloved disciples? We are perishing. Please help us. And he said to them, verse 26, Why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Why are you afraid? The anointing one, the anointed one is with you. 
Why are you afraid? Amen. Hallelujah. Take this as a promise. Even when you travel with ordinary people. Amen. God will turn, bring situations in your life so that he will prove that you are the anointed one of God. Amen. So that he will establish you in your calling. So that the people will know that there is a prophet in that company. There is a prophet in that land. There is a prophet in your town. There is an apostle in your town. Hallelujah. So he said to them, why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became perfectly calm. Hallelujah. The anointing will put you to sleep when things are contrary. But when people need your help, they will wake you up. And they will call for you. They will call for you. They will call your name. They will come and wake you up. They will call for you. And they'll be desperate for your service. They'll be waiting for you. They will longing for your presence, for your service. Then the anointed will be awake. And when the anointed will be awake, he will take charge of the situation. That's the power of the anointing. When the anointed work is at work, the situations will be under control. The storm will be under control. Amen. The anointed will see things in the spirit. Amen. The world cannot see what is happening. Amen. All they can see is with their natural eyes. And what they see is the natural, the word in front of them. But the anointing, the spiritual, spiritual eyes are open. And will see what is happening in the spiritual realm. And he will know. What is the root cause of this issue? Amen. Jesus knew the root cause of this issue and he didn't need much time. Hallelujah. The anointing will reveal things to you. Amen. The anointing will calm things for you. For all the years, months, days, hours of toil, frustration and confusion, the anointed needs just one second to bring everything to order and peace. Just one second. Amen. If the anointing is at work, one second is enough to make everything. Yes, immediately, quickly, the anointing will do it. Amen. And the anointed will see in the spirit and identify the root of the problem. And the anointing will uproot it. The anointing will uproot it. He will sense in the spirit and he will uproot the cause. Amen. So that it will not be there. It will be restored back to normal. Amen. You're going to see mighty work of the Lord. Amen. When you go to the hospital, there are many people waiting for you. Hallelujah. When you touch, the cancer cells will be uprooted. Amen. Because of the anointing power upon your life. Amen. That's the power of the anointing over your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And God is again telling when people, those who come to you with problems, with tears, do not look at yourself, but look at the anointing who is in you. Because God has entrusted their life into the hands of the anointed ones. Amen. So that the people will see the deliverance of the Lord and they will come and worship Jesus Christ. The men were amazed and said, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves see obey him? Amen. What kind of man is this? Amen. Elisha, that's what, what kind of man is this? Amen. Elijah, what kind of man is this? Daniel, what kind of man is this? Amen. You take anyone. David, what kind of man is this? Amen. What kind of man is this? Get familiarized with that, that, with that phrase. What kind of man is this? What kind of anointing is this? Amen. Because Jesus has promised greater things. Greater things. Greater glory means greater things. Amen. Hallelujah. So the men were amazed and said, what kind of a man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. The winds and the sea have to obey the anointing. Everything that is in the nature, everything that you see in the nature, 
Amen. Has to obey the voice of the anointed. The voice of the anointed is going to be heard in this land. Loud and clear. The voice of the anointed will hush every storm. It, the, voice, the voice of the anointed will hush every opposition. Every persecution will be, will, will be shut by the voice of the anointing. Hallelujah. Because God is raising up an army. Amen. The army of the anointed ones. And who can stand against that army? Because of the Lord of God, host is going in front of him. Hallelujah. Amen. And this will be the testimony about the anointing one. The testimony of the anointed one will be that the people are amazed. When I stood there, the people were amazed at the high renown or honor, the magnificence of great beauty. The people are amazed. The people are amazed by the anointing. Hallelujah. My people, my beloved brethren, the anointing is in you. He is equipping you from within. Amen. He is calling you because there is a work to do. Amen. That's why this word is coming. Without the anointing, you cannot do what you are supposed to do. The Holy Spirit is in you. That is right. But put him to work. Hallelujah. Put the anointing to work. Amen. So that you will see mighty things happening in this land. Amen. A generation is waiting for you. Amen. So many people are waiting for your rising up. If you rise up without the anointing, you will be rising up just like an ordinary man. But with the anointing, you can come. You can bring perfect peace. Amen. You can heal. You can deliver. Amen. And the spread, the fame of Jesus will spread throughout because of the anointing. Because it is the spirit of Jesus who is in you. The spirit of Jesus who is in you. Again, the Lord is telling me the anointing will not fail you. Amen. Do not be afraid to go and pray for people. Do not be afraid to go and prophesy. Because the anointing will not fail you. Your health might fail. Your, your, your situations might fail. But the anointing will not fail you. And the anointing will restore everything back. Amen. The anointing will restore everything back. There is a restoration happening. Hallelujah. Because of the anointing happening. Oh, Because of the anointing of the Lord, there is a restoration happening. I see a restoration of family relationships. Amen. A restoration happening. Because of the anointing. Hallelujah. Something that was just hidden. Something that was just sleeping inside of you. The anointing is stirring it up. Amen. The anointing is stirring, up, stirring it up. It is coming to the, to the, to the, to the opening of... It is coming to the, taking it up to the mountain, I, um, to the mouth. I see a pot, I see a pot where something is hidden under. And it is taking, the anointing is taking it. Hallelujah. And it is going to bring up. Amen. So that there will be an overflow. So that there will be an overflow. Nothing can shut down the anointing. Nothing can stop the flow of the anointing. Amen. Nothing can stop the grace that is flowing over you. There is a special grace released all this sanctuary today. Hallelujah. To move in the anointing of the Lord. To move in the mighty works of the Lord. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to be healers. Amen. Like how Jesus healed many. Some of you, many of you are going to be healers. Amen. Many of you are going to, to, to deliver people. Amen. Demons will flee because the anointed one is here. Whatever is concealed, whatever is concealed, it is opening up. Amen. The anointing is opening it up. Amen. It will not be hidden again, says the Lord. It will not, again, it will not be hidden again, says the Lord. Hallelujah. It will be revealed in its full glory. The glory of the Lord is yet to be revealed. The glory, the latter glory that he is going to bring in. Amen. Asherin. 
Hallelujah. Usher in. Hallelujah. Give yourself. Hallelujah. Sold out to Jesus. Sell yourself to Jesus under person and see what the anointing will do it for you. Hallelujah.